Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Today I'm going to talk you through a reading passage one from the academic test, which means it's also good for the general training test passage three. They're very similar. They're usually factual and often just have a chronological order, so in order of time, exactly like this one has. Before we start, just want to say sorry, I've been a bit late with my podcasts this month. Main reason is June and May is exam months and you know I homeschool my son. So because I teach him at home, there's been a lot of exam preparation and I have to drive about an hour away to take him to the exam centre. So it just takes up a lot of the day and I'm sorry about that. Also, um, this is the second month that I've run the vocabulary challenge. Um, that's basically a vocabulary course, but every day I give you a task to do and um, something to connect you all together in Facebook. And so again, that's taken a lot of work because I'm always trying to improve it. Every time I do it, I try to make it better. And that just involves quite a lot of work. So I'm sorry about that, but hopefully normal service will be resumed. So the reason I chose this text is because this topic of cinema, the history of cinema, comes up very often. I've talked about it before and if you go to my website you can see the history of moving pictures. Um, and just a bit of background about the history will um, get you off to a great start. Um, it will help you with words like the first line talks about the Lumiere brothers and being able to recognise their um, importance will help you uh, understand the story better, I think. This reading does not have a title, so as soon as you see that first line, Lumiere brothers, you'll know, ah, it's about films. Um, there are three sets of questions and they are matching information, not headings, but information. Um, yes, no, not given. And finally, multiple choice. So as you know, um, matching information questions do not go in the same order as the text. They are all mixed up as with any matching question. Um, but let me just take you through very briefly through the text, because as I said, it is in chronological order and that always helps you when you're matching things. I'll explain how. So first paragraph is all about the Lumiere brothers first uh, film in 1895. Paragraph B tells us we should really try to imagine how amazing this experience was for people who had never seen um, films before. Paragraph C is a bit more specific. It tells about the famous train scene where everybody fainted in the cinema because they really thought it was a real train when they saw it on the screen. And it mentions the Russian director Andrei Tarkovsky who discussed this um, 
monumental kind of uh, impact of this film and what happened in the cinema. He says this was the moment when cinema was born. Um, so he says before pictures were uh, only reality that moved and this time, oh, I'll talk about that later. In D, it talks about early cinema audiences, um, how they were confused by the film and how magical it was and how powerful it was. Um, and again, this is Tarkovsky saying it's because they could see for once the real flow of events um, that time was captured in a cinema. Um, e, because of this realism, um, it talks now about the wider impact. It says that in America, I mean, before people travelled to America, they only knew people close to them. But thanks to the cinema, they could learn about other countries. And it does mention Hollywood there. Um, film carried Ameri American life and values around the globe. Um, it also says in paragraph F, thanks to films, um, everybody will know a lot more about the 20th century. Things that we don't know about Greece in the classical Greece, for example, um, future generations will know much better because of film. Paragraph G mentions the importance of the star, uh, the cinema star, famous people, how that kind of evolved. Um, H, then it said the impact cinema had on the idea of a story because at the beginning they didn't know how this invention would be used. In, in fact, they thought it might just go away. They thought maybe it would be a documentary just to film facts. Um, but they didn't really realise that it would become so important for telling stories. Um and in paragraph J, it says this all happened so quickly, just a hundred years. Can you believe it? And we can now watch films on our phones. Only a hundred years ago, we were terrified thinking that the train was real. Absolutely amazing. All right. So let's have a look at those matching information questions and see how the text uh, chronology or order of events can help us find them quickly. So easy one for number one. It says the location of the first cinema. Of course, you'll go back to the start of the reading. And in paragraph A there, you've got an, an address, basically numbers, capital letters, 14 Boulevard des Capuchines in Paris. So capital letters and early on in the text. Question one is A. Now, question two, how cinema came to focus on stories? Well, we know this now because I've given you the summary, but there's some interesting language. It says how cinema came to focus on stories. And that came to gives you a kind of... Um, in the end feeling. You know, in the beginning it was this, but in the end it came to focus on stories. So you know you have to go somewhere towards the end and that will be either paragraph H or I. 
where stories are mentioned. But the key sentence is in I, where it says what happened was it became a medium for telling stories. So became is like a synonym synonym for came to. So number two is I. Number three, it says the speed with which cinema has changed. Well, we've said this, haven't we? In the last paragraph, paragraph J, it says it has all happened so quickly. And that is the first line in paragraph J. But you've also got the number, it says it is a mere 100 years since the train arrived and the audience screamed and fled. So a mere means not very much, a mere 100 years. The train arrived, the audience screamed and fled is a past tense of to flee, which means to run away. Um, But the key word is in the hundred years there for number two, sorry, three. The answer is J. Question four, how cinema teaches us about other cultures? Well, the only mention of this is kind of halfway paragraph E, where it says long before, oh, well, Actually, in the first line, it says one effect of this realism was to educate the world about itself. So the synonym for teach us there is educate in the first line. And the first line, of course, summarizes the whole paragraph. So there are lots more um, instances of how it teaches us. It says, for cinema makes the world smaller. Long before people travelled to America, they, or anywhere else, they knew what other places looked like. They knew how other people worked and lived. So, of course, this all came from the cinema. So, question four is E. Question five says, the attraction of actors in films. Now, you don't need to worry too much about the the other words. Actors is the only one you need here. Um, Again, only one paragraph mentions the star and it's in the first line in G. So I guess you need to know that they mean a star is an actor. So paragraph G, does it mention actor? No, it keeps saying the star, okay? So the star is a synonym for actor. So question five is paragraph G. Okay, questions six to nine are yes, no, not given. Now, I always say these come in order. They do. I've noticed that if it's a passage one, the order seems to be spread throughout the text. In other passages, it's usually focused in one or two paragraphs. But in passage one, and particularly with yes, no, not given, when there are not many choices, I mean, not many questions, they tend to be spread out. So you need to be aware of that. Here there are only four questions, so six, seven, eight, nine. And yes, they are quite spread out. 
So the first one says it is important to understand how first audiences reacted to the cinema. So that word first audiences takes you to the start of the text again. And it says how first audiences reacted. Well, that's right at the start in paragraph B. So what does it say? It says it is worth trying um, to grasp the impact of those first moving images for to understand the initial shock of those images is to understand the extraordinary power and magic of cinema. So the question is, is it important to understand how first audiences reacted to the cinema? What do you think is the answer? Of course, yes, it is important because that will help us understand the power and magic of cinema. So number six is a definite yes. Number seven says the Lumiere Brothers film about the train was one of the greatest films ever made. Now, we know again, this is early on, the film about the train. It's in paragraph C. And we're asking the question, what was well, actually, is yes, the question is yes or no. Was this film one of the greatest films ever made? The text tells us it was one of their earliest films, but that's a trick. Just ignore it. We're not looking for earliest. We're looking for greatest. Earliest is a fact. It's a date. Whereas greatest is an opinion. It's a judgment. Somebody thinks it's one of the greatest films ever made. So we find in this paragraph the Russian director Andrei Tarkovsky. And he is one of the greatest of all film artists. That's what the author thinks, that Andrei Tarkovsky is one of the greatest of all film artists. That still does not answer our question. Was this one of the greatest films ever made? What did Tarkovsky say? Well, he said, the film is a work of genius. That's it. That's all he says in this text. We do not know if he thinks it's one of the greatest films ever made. I'm sure he does think that, or he did. But there is no evidence in the text. It just says there is a work of genius, means it's a great work, but there is no superlative. So you cannot say yes, the answer is not given. Question eight. Cinema presents a biased view of other countries. Now, this word biased is a really useful word. Um, when my class asks me what does it mean, I ask them this simple question. I say to them, what is the best country in the world? And if I have a Polish student, what will they say? They will say Poland. If I have a Mexican student, they will say Mexico. So 
Is their opinion, is it neutral and objective or is it slightly biased because they come from that country? Of course, we all think our country is the best country, but our opinion is biased. It means that we are influenced by other factors in our judgment. So, positive or negative? Well, of course, it's quite negative because if you are biased, it means you're not looking objectively at the facts. So, the question here is that cinema presents a biased view of other countries. Well, we go to paragraph E where it mentions other countries or basically America. But there's nothing here that says that the cinema had a biased view. It didn't say that America was better or worse. It simply said that film carried American life and values around the globe. So you could read between the lines and you could say, well, they didn't present French life or German life, only American life and values. But that's not what the question is here. Don't think too much. Don't read too much. Is there any evidence in the text that cinema was biased about other countries? No, there's no evidence. It just says America had a big film industry and it carried their life around the globe. It's a fact. It's not a judgment. Question nine. Storylines were important. Oh, sorry. So eight is definitely not given. Question nine. Storylines were important in very early cinema. Well, you you go to the end then. Remember, we talked about story at the end of the text and it said, well, quite lots of references, really. In paragraph H, it says, cinema gave a new lease of life to the idea of story. Um, at the beginning, all that mattered was movement. Um, people thought it wouldn't last. They thought cinema might become a documentary form. Um, that's it, really. That is the answer. It's not very clear. But no, storylines were not important in very early cinema. They only cared about the movement, about watching things move. Um, stories developed later, as we know. Um, what else did it say about stories? Uh, early producers doubted the ability of audiences to concentrate for more than the length of a reel. No. Then it gives an example of an Italian two-hour film was hugely successful. Yeah, no, that's it. So the answer for number nine is no. Storylines were not important. So let's take a look at those four yes, no, not given questions. Notice you've got one yes, one no and two not given. To be honest, that is quite unusual. It's usually... Well, one not given, but you, you never know. So don't guarantee anything. But if you've said yes for four, 
then of course something is wrong. Or if you said no for four or not given for four, four questions. They are always quite equally balanced. Okay, let's move on now to the final set of questions. And this is the multiple choice question. Um, right. Now, find where you need to be in the text. In question 11, we've got a capital letter. It says, in Tarkovsky's opinion. So that goes back to paragraph C again, which means that question 10 is earlier. And indeed, the, t the, the text says, the writer refers to the film of the train. So the train is in paragraph A and B in order to demonstrate. What did it want to demonstrate? Well, here are the choices. You guess what's the answer. Uh, so he talked about the train film in order to demonstrate A, the simplicity of early films, B, the impact of early films, C, how short early films were, and D, how imaginative early films were. So which ones can you cross off? Well, he didn't want to show how imaginative they were because they weren't imaginative. It was just a train. Um, they didn't want to show how short they were. Short is not mentioned. So it's either the simplicity or the impact. But I think by now you have guessed. Paragraph B talks about grasping the impact of those first moving images, the initial shock. And that gives us the answer 10 is B. In 11, it says in Tarkovsky's opinion, the attraction of the cinema is that it. So we're looking for Tarkovsky's opinion about the attraction of the cinema. Um, and that's in paragraph C and D, actually. A, it aims to impress its audience. B, it tells stories better than books. C, it illustrates the passing of time. And D, it describes familiar events. So let's go to Tarkovsky in paragraph D. And it says... For Tarkovsky, the key to that magic was the way in which cinema created a dynamic image of the real flow of events. A still picture could only imply the existence of time, while time in a novel passed at the whim of the reader. But in a cinema, the real objective flow of time was captured. So that gives us question 11c. It illustrates the passing of time. Cinema illustrates the passing of time in a way that a book or a picture could not do. Question 12. When cinema first began People thought. So we're looking for what people thought. Now we know in B and C they were shocked. But don't go backwards because the questions are moving forwards now. And you need to move forwards to find what people thought. 
And that goes right forward to paragraph H, um, where it says it was by no means obvious how it would be used. So you've got the choices. People thought A, it would always tell stories. B, it should be used in fairgrounds. C, its audiences were unappreciative. Or D, its future was uncertain. Well, you can see the trick with B, the mention it should be used in fairgrounds. It does mention a fairground, like, you know, like Disney, like a theme park. But it says it. they thought it would be no more than a passing gimmick, a fairground attraction. They thought it would be something just fun that would go. So it's not B, it's not it should be used in fairgrounds. Um, it didn't say that audiences were unappreciative. Um, and it, so the two things are that it would always tell stories, which is true, but it's not mentioned. So D is the answer. Its future was uncertain. And we have that in this sentence. It was not obvious how it would be used. Cinema might have become a documentary or it might have developed like TV as a strange, noisy transfer of music, information and narrative. But what happened was it that it became a medium for telling stories. So, of course, it did tell stories in the end, but we're looking at, at the beginning. What did they think would happen? So 12 is D. And finally, an overall question, what is the best title for this passage. So you know this passage pretty well now. So let me give you the choices. A. The Rise of the Cinema Star. B. Cinema and Novels Compared. C. The Domination of Hollywood. Or D. The Power of the Big Screen. Which one do you think? Well, A, the rise of the cinema star. No, that's just mentioned in paragraph G. B, cinema and novels compared. Well, no, this is just one sentence where they compare novels in paragraph uh, D. Yeah. C, the domination of Hollywood. Yes, that's mentioned in paragraph E. They talk about Hollywood once. Hollywood has dominated the world film market. But the question is, what is the best title for the whole passage? So the answer is D, the power of the big screen. And it talks about that from start to finish, how it started powerfully shocking the audiences, how it, you know, spread educated people, how it kind of, um, well, uh, charts our life today, how we will be remembered and how it has all happened so quickly. Um, so the power of the big screen is the answer for question 13. OK, that's it for today. Remember, you can download these podcasts. If you go to my website on the home page, I'm clicking on there now, 
and you click on, it says my IELTS podcast, listen now. And it gives you 12 different places where you can listen to the podcast. So you've got Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Castbox, Overcast, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Radio Public. They are all places where you can download this podcast. So if you're having problems downloading it on Anchor, where I make it, not for long, I am going to change, um, then just go to my website and you can download on any of those devices. So I'd love to know um, how you listen to my podcast and what you do with it. Lots of people tell me they found them useful. So I'm always trying to make them better. I'd really, really love to hear from you. Um, you can contact me any way you want. Um, I'm on Facebook, IELTS ETC. Um, go to my website. There's a contact form. I'm on Instagram, IELTS ETC. Um, I'm on Twitter. Any way you like, let me know. Um, what do you do with my podcast? And what would you like to hear more of? So thanks for listening today and I hope to speak to you very, very soon. I'll put this on the website ASAP. These always go onto my website, so don't worry if you can't find them immediately. Um, go back, you'll find them later, I promise. Okay, thanks very much for listening. I really appreciate it. Bye for now. Bye bye.